Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Receiving a vision of God for the new year. We're talking about receiving a vision from God for the new year. Isaiah 46, reading from verse number, from verse number 10, the Lord tells us about a unique characteristic of, of himself. The Bible tells us, remember the former things. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. I want you to pay attention to verse number 10. The Bible there say, tells us, declaring the end from the very beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. In other words, God is saying, I am the only one that knows the future. I'm the only one that knows what is going to happen tomorrow. I am the only one who knows what tomorrow looks like. I am the only one who can tell you exactly how to navigate into the unknown. And what I declare about your tomorrow, what I say about your future, is what will happen. It's not what the economy talks about. It's not what any politician talks about. It's not even what any preacher tells you. It is what God says about your future that matters. It is what God says about your future that will establish. And that is where he says that declaring the end from the very beginning. In other words, I have seen the end of the story. I have seen to the end of your life. I know what your end looked like. I am the one that declared the ancient things that were not yet done. Even before they were, even before they came to pass. I already declared them. I know them. And the interesting thing is that my I cancel. In other words, what I want to do will happen. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. It doesn't matter whether you support it. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it. My counsel shall stand. And that is why the reason is because the Lord is saying, I am the one in charge of everything. My counsel shall stand. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? When the Lord says, I'm the one that declares the end from the very beginning. I am my counsel shall stand. What does that mean for you? What that meant for you is that for you to better prepare and benefit from a better tomorrow. You must know what God declares about you and plug into it. In other words, if you are going to tap into the one that knows the end from the very beginning, if you are going to tap into the into the power of the Almighty God, you must know what God says about you and know how to connect with it. If you don't know what God says about you, it is very possible that you might be walking contrary to the agenda of the Almighty God for your life. If you don't understand the direction that God wants you to go, it might be possible that you might be going in the counter direction. If you don't understand the people that God wants you to mix with, you might be mixing with the wrong crowd. In other words, if you want what it means to you for you to be able to align yourself with the Almighty God is to find out what God has said about you and then key in into it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. One of my favorite verses of the scripture. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. In other words, align yourself with what God has prepared for you. 
align yourself. Make sure you become an expert in that area. And before you know it, doors will begin to open for you. In other words, for us to better prepare and benefit from a better tomorrow, you must see what God is seeing about you. You must go to where God wants you to go. You must do what God wants you to do. You must associate with the people that He wants you to associate with. You must do the things. You must be in, you must be attuned to what God is doing. Bible makes us to understand that when Peter, a well-seasoned fisherman, fishing all night, but that was not what God wanted him to be doing at that point in time. Eventually, when the Lord God Almighty, now Jesus Christ, now met him at the shore, the Lord Jesus asked him, he said, well, do you have anything? He said, no. He said, now take that same net that you have used to, fight, to, to fish all night. Take that same net. Put it on the right side of the ship. And what happened? The Bible said that they caught so much that they could not even pull it up. And what that tells you is this. When you align yourself with what God wants you to be. When you align yourself with what he wants you to be doing. When you stay where he wants you to stay. When you do what he wants you to do. The, 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 the limits, you know, there is no limit to what he can do in your life. You must catch a vision of God for your life. You must see God. You must see what God is saying about you. You must see where God is taking you. You must see what God wants you to do. You must catch a vision of God for your life. Proverbs number 28. Proverbs 20, sorry, Proverbs 29. Reading from verse number 18, the Bible tells us there. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In other words, where there is no vision, there is nothing to aim for. Where there is no vision, there is nothing to challenge us. Where there is no vision, there is nothing to inspire us into action. But when you catch a vision of God for your life, when you see what God's plan is for your life, when you know where God is taking you, it changes everything. It changes everything. If you wake up in the morning today and the president gives you a call and says that tomorrow morning at the junction of Bell Road, you just stand there. There will be a black SUV with the, uh, with the Secret Service guys and they are going to take you to where? Take you to the National Airport, put you on a charter flight and bring you to D.C. where you are not only going to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor, but you are also going to be given a million dollars in your account. I tell you, you will not sleep that night. <laughs> you are not going to sleep that night. Every shirt, you will try on all the best shirt that you have. You will make sure you start your suit in such a way. You will shine your shoes that way you can even see your face in it. Because why? You already know what you are expecting. You know what the promise the, the president has promised you. You are expecting something. The same thing when God tells you, this is what I have in stock for you. It changes everything. It changes everything. When you know where God is taking you, it changes everything. When you know where God is taking you, it strengthens you. When you know where God is taking you, it encourages you. When you know where God is taking you, it gives you boldness. When you know where God is taking you, it gives you hope for the future. If I know that I'm going to have a million dollars in my pocket today, I can tell the landlord of this house, my friend, what's your problem? I want to buy this building. He tells me, I said, name your price because I know he's not going to sell it for a million. I said, name your price. I'm ready to pay for it because I know I have the money in my pocket or because somebody has promised me that they are going to give me that money. When you know the future, when you know what God is talking to you, when God, where God is taking you, it gives you hope for your future. But when you don't know, it becomes a bigger problem. It was because Isaac knew that God told him, don't go anywhere. Stay where you are. 
plant in this particular ground and I will give you a hundred a hundredfold increase. Because God, because Isaac knew that Isaac was able to do what other people were not doing. Because Isaac only because Paul the, Paul the apostle understood that God wanted him to go to Macedonia. His plans, he had no problem changing his plan because he knew this was what God, what God was taking you. When you catch a vision of God for your life, when you see what God's plan is for your for your life in the new year, when you know where God is taking you in the new year, I say, my brothers and sisters, it changes everything. Changes everything. Changes the way you relate to people. Changes the way you see yourself. Changes the way you interact with people. Changes the way you even you even the way you even manage your finances, manage your time, manage your resources. When God reveals unto you what He has in stock for you, but when there is no vision. When you have no idea of what God's plan is for your life, when you have no clue where the what the new year has in store for you, there will be little. There will be little to look forward to. Very little because you don't know. There will also be very little that you'll be excited about because you say, "Well, it's the same old, same old thing." And there is nothing. There is no hope for you to go on. There's no hope because you see, I mean, you have failed in the past. Things have not gone out in the past. You spent some time in the hospital in the past. You have been disappointed in the past. Marriages have failed in the past. You know, there are so many things that have failed in your life in the past. If you do not see what God is seeing about you, there is a tendency that you say, what is going to be different about the new year? What is going to be different? But when God opens your eyes and he tells you that I know the thought that I think towards you, they are the thought of good and not of evil to give an expected end. I have inscribed you on the palm of my hand. You are the one, you are the apple of my eye. When you begin to see what God has in store for you, it changes everything. It changes everything. And unfortunately, the unfortunate thing is that in the church of the living God, who have people who have access to the throne of grace, people who exactly have access to what God is about to do in their life, they have no, many people have no idea what God has in store for them. Many people say a lot of religious things. Oh yes, my God is good. Oh yes, my God is this. But the interesting thing is that many of them don't believe it. <laughs> if you go deep inside of them, they are all living in quiet desperation. Many of them are just wondering. When they go into their own quiet corner, they begin to wonder, What Lord, why aren't you visiting me? Why aren't you doing something in my life? Well, they begin to cry unto the Lord. But deep inside the, in, the, in the public place, they give a facade. They let people know, oh, yes, I'm the this, I'm that. But they, deep inside, they know that things are not going on very well. Many are living a life of quiet desperation. The question is why? The reason is because we have not caught a vision of God for our lives. We have not seen what God has in store for us. We have believed a lie. And we have not seen where God is taking us. We have not seen the end from the very beginning as the Lord Almighty will show it unto us. There is no... We have no idea of what God has in store for us. In 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Reading from verse number 1. We see a terrible effect. We see the terrible effect of a lack of vision in the life of an individual. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Reading from verse number 1. We see that very terrible effect. The Bible tells us in verse number 1, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of God was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass that uh, at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Now from this verse of the scripture we can see, the very, very terrible effect of somebody not having a vision of God for their own life. Not having a vision of God for their family. Not having a vision of God for their entire congregation or their church or their community. And we see this happen in the life of this particular man called Eli. The vision, the, these, verse of God, these verses of scripture reveal to us that when there is no vision of God in your life, the word of God becomes scarce in the life of that individual. 
When you have no vision of the Almighty God, when God has not revealed the deep things unto you, what you find is that you read the scripture, it is meaningless. The word of God becomes scarce unto you. In 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1, the Bible said the word of the Lord was precious in those days. In other words, the word of God was scarce. In other words, when there is no vision of the Almighty God, when you do not understand where God is taking you, the word of God becomes meaningless. And there are so many places and many assemblies today where the word of God is meaningless. People just talk about it, but they have no understanding of what the, what the Word of God is all about. You go to churches around you, you see this happen. Minister, ministers recycling the motivational message. Yeah, God will bless you. You give one dollar, you give one dollar, God will give you a million dollars. You begin to talk about all this crap. And at the end of the day, they believe all this nonsense and it does not produce any result in their lives. So when the Word of God is cast, what you find is... When the word of God is a, when you have no vision of God for your life, what you find is that the word of God becomes scarce. Number two, when there is no vision of God in your life, revelation will cease. The revelation of the word of God will cease. The Bible tells in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3, it said there was no open vision. In other words, there is no revelation anymore. And I tell you, the Bible makes us to understand. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the living God. In other words, God is not going to talk to you. You know, there are certain things that you will not get except by revelation. There are certain things that you will not read in a book except by revelation. There are certain things that will not come unto you except by revelation. And the Lord is saying that when you do not have a vision of God for your life, there is no revelation. There are certain things when Isaac could have sat down in the land of Egypt and nothing would have happened in his life. Until the day he received the revelation that God says, stay in this land and I will bless you. Until you get a revelation for your life, the revelation that will transform your life, the revelation that will take you from where you need to be to where you need to go, from to, to where you need to be, you will find that you are going to continue to run in the same circles. You are going to continue to dance around the same circles, circling the same mountain until you receive that revelation that changes everything. Peter circled all night, fishing. He was a good fisherman. He had the best, but at least he had the equipment to go for fishing. He knew where the fishes are supposed to be in the lake. But the Bible makes us to understand that one word from the Almighty God, one word from our Lord Jesus Christ turned everything around. And it began to make that which appeared impossible to be possible. The revelation, of the, when the vision of God is in your life, revelation follows. But when there is no vision, revelation will cease. Number three, when there is no vision of God for your life, apathy will set in. Apathy was setting, and it came to pass in that time when Eli was laid down in his place. Here was a man who was supposed to be ministering in the house of the Almighty God. Here was a man who was supposed to be standing in the presence of the Almighty God. The Bible said, because there was no revelation, because there was no vision, what happened is that the man said, What is the purpose of standing in the presence of God when there is no revelation? Let me take a nap. And that is what is happening in the life of so many people. <laughs> That is what is happening in the lives of so many people. There are many today who say, why do I have to come to church? What difference does it make? I've been coming all along. What difference does it make? Why do I have to pray? I've been praying. What difference has it made? I've been reading the scripture. What difference has it made? When there is no revelation, when there is no vision of God for your life, apathy will set in. You become indifferent. You say, after all, what difference does it make? You begin to do whatever that person is doing. Where here is, you know, when, they, when all these things begin to happen, you begin to go to sleep gradually in your spirits. My brothers and sisters, when there's no vision for your, for our, when there's no vision of God for your life, apathy, indifference will set in. Number four, when there's no vision of God for your life, spiritual, spiritual blindness will prevail. 
Look at verse number 2. The Bible says, His eyes began to wax dim that he could no longer see. Here was a man who was given the responsibility to see, to hear from God and tell the whole nation. Here was a man who was given the responsibility to be the arbiter of truth for the people of God. Here was a man of God who was supposed to be the one to hear the voice of the Almighty God and communicate it to his people. The problem was that he was as blind as the people that he was leading. And when the vision of God is no longer in our life, spiritual blindness begins to happen. Because you never know what you're doing. You begin to do what everybody's doing. That's when you begin to follow the fad. That's when you begin to run after the latest, uh, the, the, the latest, uh, the latest uh, gimmick. You begin to follow the things that everybody else, every other person is saying. That's when you begin to, begin to say the word of God that God has not spoken. When there is no vision of God for your life, spiritual blindness will prevail. Spiritual blindness will prevail. Because God has not spoken to Eli for a very for a while. His spiritual eyes began to go blind. This was a man. The, the, the man was no longer sensitive to the move of the spirit. The things that normally drove him to the feet of the cross has no, was no longer driving him anymore. The thing that moved him was no longer moving him. Spiritual blindness prevails. And that is what you see in the church of the living God today. And that's why people, a man of God will begin to do some funky things and still come into the pulpit of God and declare the word of God and say, Thus says the Lord. And God is a very faithful God. He will still do what he's doing. Many members of the church of God do not even believe the scriptures that we are carrying up and down. And that is why somebody will tell you that they believe in the Bible and they believe also in other alternative religion. Because the spiritual blindness, because the vision of God is no longer available, spiritual blindness is prevailing. Number five, when there is no vision of God for your life, God's presence will gradually depart. God's presence will gradually depart. Because what you find is this, you look at verse number 3, the Bible says, And the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. If you read the scriptures very well, you will understand. When the Lord was instituting the, 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 the temple ordinances, the Lord Almighty said that the Lamb of God must never go out in his temple. Never go out. It was supposed to be burning continually. As long as the temple is standing, that particular oil must continue to be burning. And look at this verse of the scripture. The Bible says, Ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord. And the Lord, and the Bible for you to make for the Bible to make it for you to understand the importance of this. The Bible says, where the ark of the Lord was. In other words, this is where the presence of the Almighty God was supposed to be. This is where God was supposed to be meeting with his people. This is where God was supposed to be speaking to his people. But the temple, the Lamb of God was going out. In other words, when the vision of God, when the revelation of God is missing in your life, what you will find is that the presence of the Almighty God will depart. And that is why Christians can say very funky things. Christians can do a lot of crazy things. Christians can behave in a lot of funny, funny ways. But they don't even feel it. They tell you, oh, well, yeah, that's what I feel. That is my understanding. That is this. This is, your truth is not my truth. You are now. You are. You, I don't. I don't want to be fanatical. I don't want to be this. You are. Don't. You are dead spiritually. That is what is going on. The Lamb of God was supposed to be born in continually in the temple of the Almighty God, but Eli did not even realize or did not even care when that lamp went out, and that is what happened when you cannot see, when you cannot receive the revelation of the Almighty God. That is what happens when the vision of God is no longer part of your life. Gradually, gradually, the presence of the Almighty God will depart. In the neck of the wood where I grew up, there is this thing that we call Almighty Nepa. Okay? Nepa means national power, uh, national electric power authority. 
is the power company for my dearly beloved nation there. And one of the good things about Nepal is that it is very, very unreliable. <laughs> so unreliable that when you bring, that, 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 that's why when you want to joke with the Nigerian, everything is a miracle in Nigeria. Everything is a miracle. When the power comes out, you say, hey, praise God, it's a miracle. Because you don't expect it to come out. People actually change the acronym of NEPA, which is National Electric Power Authority, to never expect power always. Okay? <laughs> that was the miracle. Now, the reason I brought up that story is that when the power is on, we use ceiling fan a lot in Nigeria. Use ceiling fan. The ceiling fan will be blowing and everything. When, they, when you don't turn on your electric, when you don't turn up your bulb, and you're using the ceiling fan, what you find is that the thing is rotating and rotating because there's power that is, that is making it to, you know, that is powering it. But when NEPA behaves like NEPA and takes off the lights and you, have not, and you don't have the electric bulb or anything on, the ceiling fan will still continue to rotate, but there is no power behind it. Okay? So it's a question of time. The thing will stop. It will keep rotating initially. Then later it gets going slower and slower and slower and eventually it stops. That is what happens to a Christian when the vision of God is gone. The power that propels the life of a believer. The power that makes you what you are. The power that sets you apart. The power that makes you different from every other person in the world. The grace of God that makes you a better person. That is what it is. When that grace, when you are still connected to that power source. When the power of the Almighty God is still flowing into your life. Then you can do what you are doing. Then you can pray. Then you can read the scripture. Then you can do the service that you are supposed to be doing. Then you can live the Christian life. But the day that particular source of power is cut off. The day the nepa, your spiritual nepa is turned off. What you will find is that you can talk the religious talk. But there is no power behind it. You can act like a Christian. But there is nothing behind it. You can actually shabla, shabla, shabla. There is nothing behind that shabla. Nothing. It's just a lot of noise. The point we are making is that when the vision of God departs from your life, the presence of God will gradually depart. There are many assemblies today where the presence of the Almighty God is no longer present. And it's not just that the presence of the Almighty God is not there. The sad thing is that they don't even know that the presence of God is gone. And that is what the one of our prayers every time, you will notice every time we pray here, we say, Lord, let the heavens of our head be open." Because as long as the heavens over your head is open, it means that there is still a line of communication between you and the headquarters. And as long as you maintain that communication, God is still able to minister to you. I used to joke and I say it a lot for those who are close to me, you will hear me say this, that a man who has nobody speaking into his life is a dangerous man. A man who has nobody to say, my friend, what you are doing is wrong. A man who cannot call, who has nobody to call him to caution. A man who, is no, who has no restraint in his life. That person is a dangerous person. The same thing, a Christian that does not have the spirit of the Almighty God. Cautioning him. Telling him that you are going wrong. Telling him that you are, you are committing sin. Telling him that you are doing what you are not supposed to do. That is a very dangerous Christian. The reason is because he's going to say, yes, the Lord tells me so. Because you are not there when the Lord told you so. That is the easiest way for Christians to shut you up if they don't want you to say anything. Say, the Lord told me. Who are you to argue with it? You are not there. <laughs> you are not there. So you don't know. But if they want to keep you quiet, say the Lord told me. So therefore, there's no more argument. But the point we are making is that when the vision of the Almighty God is no longer in the life of an individual, the spirit of the Almighty God does what? Departs. Number six, when there's no vision of God from the when there's no vision of God for your life, spiritual decline becomes inevitable. Mm-hmm. 
Spiritual declines become because when God leaves, what happens? You are just a shell of yourself. That is what is remaining. Spiritual declines become inevitable. Spiritual decline becomes certain. Because just like I told you about the fan, when the power is off, it will eventually come to an end. No matter how long it rotates, it will eventually come to an end. No matter how long you fake it, no matter how long you try to live up to a standard that you don't have, at one point in time, the reality is going to show up. And when that reality shows up, it might not be very pretty. When there is no vision of God for our lives, spiritual decline becomes inevitable. Everybody becomes a law unto themselves. Everybody starts to define truth the way they see it fits. There is a verse of the scripture that is always very sad anytime you read it. It's in the book of Judges chapter 17. Judges 17, the Bible tells us, it says, In those days when there was no king in Israel, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And that is what we find in the church of God today. Because the spirit of the almighty God is not there to bring the solution, to, to help us out. Because many people now feel that they are an authority on themselves. There are so many people now who have less than Sunday school qualification of the scripture. And yet they want to minister to the people of God. They want to declare, thus says the Lord, when you have not even gone on your knees to pray. You want to enjoy the blessings of Abraham when you don't even have the faith of Abraham. You want to enjoy the blessings of, of Paul the apostle. You want to cast out devil, but you don't even know how to pray. You want to act like Elijah, but you know you have the opportunity or the fervency of prayer like Elijah. Very interesting set of people. Yeah. Very interesting set of age. But the Bible makes us understand that in those days where there's no king in Israel, every man did that which was right in his own eye. That is what happened when there is no vision from God in your life. Everybody will do what they think is right. Everybody will have their own revelation. Everybody will have their own interpretation of the word of God. Spiritual decline will be certain when there is no vision of God in your life. Apathy from the Apart from the scarcity of the word of God, the spiritual blindness, the apathy, the departure of, the, of God's presence, and general decline. One of the most terrible effects of lack of vision in the life of an individual is found in verse number 4 of that chapter, of that first Samuel chapter 3 that we're reading. In verse number 4, the Bible tells us there, the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. How is that a terrible thing? It is a good thing for Samuel, but a terrible thing for Eli. Mm -hmm. What that simply means is this. In verse number 4 of 1 Samuel chapter 3, we see that when Eli could no longer hear the word of God, when Eli could no longer receive the vision of God, when his eyes became very dull, God started looking for a replacement. Mm -hmm. God started looking for replacements. And that is number 7. When there is no vision of God for your life, replacement will take place. Replacement will take place. God will start looking for an alternative. Because this man, because Eli was no longer, he was no longer doing what he was supposed to do. He was no longer hearing from the Almighty God. He was no longer becoming the instrument and the vessel for which he has been called to become. He was no longer fulfilling the purpose of God for anointing, for appointing him as the chief priest of the people. He was no longer doing what he was supposed to do. The Lord said, what is the purpose? Why are you just occupying space? Let us begin to look for another replacement. And this particular principle is repeated in the New Testament. The same principle is repeated in the New Testament. If you look at the book, if you look at the book of, uh, I think, the book of Matthew, I think in Matthew the Bible makes us understand Jesus was talking to his people. He said, "If you think that you can just be, you can just claim I am the son of Abraham. I'm the son of Abraham." He said, "God can begin to make these stones to become the sons of Abraham." Yeah. 
He can raise up stones and turn them into Abraham. Remember when he was about to go into the when he was going to Jerusalem during the day of uh, uh, the, 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 the Palm Sunday, when people were shouting and saying, "He said, if these people refuse to praise my name, he said, God can make these particular stones to do what? To stand up and start singing Hallelujah." The point you are making is that there is a principle of spiritual replacement. If you do not catch a vision of God for your life, what you will find is that God will start to replace that individual because you are wasting time. You are taking up resources. <laughs> that is what happened to Eli. When his spiritual eyes became so dim that he could no longer receive a clear vision from God, God started looking for a replacement. The same thing happened to those. The same thing will happen to those who refuse to find their position in God. I pray you will not be replaced in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray you will not be replaced in the name of Jesus. Those who refuse to see what God wants them to see. Those who refuse to connect with what God wants them to connect to. Those who refuse to be where God wants them to be. If they do not take time, they will be replaced. And why do I say that? Go back to Isaiah 46. In Isaiah 46, the Bible tells us there. It said, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.